The Chargers have cleaned house as they enter a new era, and who they decide to pick for their next general manager and head coach will be the biggest decisions in franchise history. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons, but this is our sixth year as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first lesson today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Today, Daniel, we got to get into the biggest storylines and overreactions doing buy or sell on a Monday. And we got to talk about what everyone else is talking about. And that is the Chargers head coach and general manager getting relieved of their duties. And who is going to be the men that is going to guide this franchise and Justin Herbert into the future? That is the biggest thing surrounding this franchise right now. And it's also an interesting spot that they're in because we get to kind of, since they did it so quickly and in season, we get to kind of keep an eye on the guys that could be candidates like, you know, Ben Johnson with the Lions, like Dan Quinn, who's been another guy who's been thrown out there. But today's episode of, is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, who helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. David, I think a lot of times, especially recency, you know, things that happened recently, recency bias can set in, but I really do believe that what is happening right now is a huge, you know, franchise kind of altering moment for this organization right now as they decide who is going to take over because it's not just the head coach, it's the head coach and the general manager, which this is the first time we've even hosted this show while something like that has happened. That's true. General managers usually stick around for a while. So the first buy or sell is this. The decision the Chargers make in hiring their next general manager and head coach is the biggest in franchise history. Yeah, this is an easy buy for me uh, because of what has happened in the past, the past 10 years that Tom Telesco has been the general manager where he's had a franchise quarterback, uh, a guy who's won a lot of football games who you know, had played at a very high level, was a, a top 10, top five quarterback at some points in his career and did not get to the promised land, which is winning a Super Bowl. They didn't even win enough, uh, you know, division championships, you know, let alone winning any championships uh, altogether. So finding the guy who's able to construct the roster to be able to not only provide winning, but provide waves of talent to be able to cycle through, to be able to have people, players, to be able to continuously throw out there, to be able to get top end production bought from the top of the draft to the bottom of the draft and to be able to find that talent you know and not leave any stone unturned i think that's something that we haven't really seen and obviously the chargers did not do it uh, at a high enough level so that's why they have to find the new man to lead this franchise and find the right coach that can be able to take those players that the gm is able to provide and win football games it's as simple as that yeah i mean i think the thing is is this is going to be a major part of Justin Herbert's prime. This decision, the two people they decide to take each of these jobs are going to be in charge of Justin Herbert and this franchise for 
what we think is at least what three seasons. I mean, Brandon Staley almost got three seasons. Obviously, Tom Telesco got much more, but probably yeah. the biggest decision prior to this was towards the tail end of Philip Rivers' career, right? Really kind of when he was still fully in his prime, the Chargers yeah. decided to move on from A.J. Smith and Norv Turner. A.J. Smith had five playoff appearances in 10 seasons, right? That's pretty good. And, yeah. he, you know, won some games as well. Obviously, they never achieved what they wanted to, but Norv Turner gets let go too, and they had to try to find the right combination to put around Philip Rivers, who at that point they already knew was really good, and take him over the top, build a team around him that could take him to the next level to get them more success deep in the playoffs. And they weren't able to do it, right? And that's why this team hasn't had back-to-back playoff appearances since 2008 and 2009. And what it always Jesus. boils down to is not wasting Justin Herbert's career, right? You don't want to yeah. be the Lions where it's like Barry Sanders is retiring, Calvin right. Johnson's retiring. Right. You don't want to be the Colts with Andrew Luck, right, where they go through multiple regime changes and they just say, hey, I'm done. Like, it's not worth it. That's what you're trying to avoid here. And when yeah. you're talking about the general manager specifically, it could be a 10-year job, right? I yeah. mean, the Chargers have only had two general managers since 2003. So they're not a team that has let go of general managers early on. So, like, this is a big commitment. If you're telling me, you know, the GM is going to get that long, like, that's borderline the rest of Justin Herbert's career, right, or close yeah. to it, right? He'll be, you know, in his late 30s by the time this next general manager is done. So, like – that person has to be tasked with building the team around Justin Herbert, which neither, you know, A.J. Smith, even though he built some really talented teams, or Tom Telesco was able to do. Well, and also I think, Daniel, the bar, the bar is just, it has to be higher than, than what we saw under Tom Telesco. A two and three playoff record with zero division championships is not good enough. Like, like the, the, the bar of level of success that needs to be achieved needs to be set a lot higher than what we saw. I mean, you can't get 10 years with that limited results and in, and be okay with that. It's just yeah. not. We're not at a point in time where that's that's something that we can afford. Justin Herbert is now going into, you know, one of the richest contracts in sports history. So it's going to be of paramount importance to be able to maximize the talent around him to do what good G GMs do, which, you know, those are the guys that can manage the salary cap, those guys can sign and re-sign players. They they can make trades. They can you know do scouting and they can do all that stuff at a very high level. I mean, they can run an, a, a tight organization. That's not something I think that we've seen from the Chargers in you know the last ten or fifteen years. It's been a really long time since yeah. they've had consistent levels of success. So I mean, this next general manager has to understand that they're coming into a situation with a great quarterback with some good players. But they need to come in understanding that the threshold is winning. So they need to have that in mind, and that needs to be executed in everything that they do. And it's funny because, uh, you know, A.J. Smith was known for not re-signing some of his star players back in the day, the Vincent Jacksons, the Ladanian Tomlinsons. And Tom Telesco has kind of been hit with the opposite of that, where the yeah. guys he has kept around have gotten big contracts and not yeah. live up to them, right? But I think it is about, yeah, free agent signings. You can't have as many big whiffs as Tom Telesco had signing free agents, right? Yeah. AJ Smith had his as well, but like it's not just that. It's not as many strikeouts in the draft. Like Tom Telesco hit enough home runs. He didn't hit enough singles, right? That's right. what we've talked about many not enough times. Doubles. Like, yeah. yeah, you you like you don't have to get pro bowlers in every round, but what you have to do is be able to get guys throughout the draft that can play some sort of role for you. That can be good depth can be someone that develops into maybe a starter down the road like we'll talk about later so when contract year guys happen 
you have someone that you feel good about behind them, right? Which is hard to do, but that's yeah. what good teams do. And that's how they can stay consistently good year in and year out. And when you have Justin Herbert, that's what you should be. Playoff contention every year at a bare minimum. But absolutely, it is also about finding the right fit for Justin Herbert because he's about to have his third head coach in five seasons. Finding some continuity for him at the head coach position, not just the general manager position, I think is huge because you need to end the cycle of coaches only being around for three or four seasons, right? You have to also get a coach that's going to be able to change the culture. You have to decide yeah. whether you're going to go offensive or defensive coach around him. And you also have to find the coach that's going to be able to build the right staff out around him to maximize the players the Chargers have on their roster because I think that's one of the things we've been so frustrated with is got, not feeling like whatever roster is putting out there, they are putting out there is getting maximized. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a it's it's been a lot of sizzle, right? It's been it's it's been a lot of great words, a lot a lot of you know great orders. You know, Brandon Staley. Could Everyone talk to says anybody. they're gonna you know build around the guys right. they have. It just doesn't yeah. happen often. It's 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 a lot of sizzle and not enough substance, not enough steak, right? Yeah. It, it's all about getting the production and getting the actual results, like. That's why Brandon Stilley got fired, because this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately results-based business. Not enough winning and not enough consistency. I think, you know, besides, you know, bucking the trend and getting rid of, you know, the, the all, that ugly adjective that we don't like using in regards to the Chargers, it is about establishing a new culture. And it's, and it's a culture rooted in winning, and that's in everything that you do. So I think that's something that needs to be very important going forward, because when you have Justin Herbert, that's the expectation. And that's why someone like Jim Harbaugh is so appealing, right? Because you feel like he could be that culture shock that you want to see and, and could kind of change the way things are done while also bringing a tr proven track record of his success at multiple levels of the, you know football. But he's not the only guy that's available, and he could potentially not even be available. So one of the guys that is probably Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, and we've actually got to see him get a little bit of a job audition for the Chargers and it went pretty well for him this football weekend. So we're going to talk about him and who it didn't go well for coming up right after this. And this is a great time to talk about LinkedIn jobs because the Chargers are looking to fill a couple of gigantic jobs, the most important jobs in franchise history, as we just talked about. But when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs because LinkedIn jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. My wife uses it all the time. LinkedIn jobs actually just helped her become employee of the year hiring over 120 people for her company this season, this season, this year. And she uses LinkedIn jobs all the time. And I mean, I wish I could have my wife pick out, you know, the next general manager and head coach because she'd probably do a better job. But LinkedIn jobs, that's what it is. It's about the quality of the candidate that you're getting, not just getting candidates, but you can also get candidates right away as well. And they even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions and makes the process easier. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, David, well, we talked about why this job is so important. Now let's talk about some of the people that are going to be vying for this job. Because in the cases of Anthony Lynn and Mike McCoy and even Norv Turner, we didn't know for sure. I mean, maybe we didn't know, but we didn't get a chance to kind of have this last three games of the season, last quarter of the season, where you got to kind of watch some of the guys that are going to be available for your head coaching job actually play with their teams and see what they're doing down the stretch. And it is kind of some sort of quasi job interview down the oh, stretch yeah. of the season. Cause if these guys get hot and in the playoffs as well, it's only going to make them much more attractive options for the chargers when they have to make these giant decisions. So definitely 
One of the guys that aced their interviews, David, was Ben Johnson. So I have the buy or sell of this. Ben Johnson just had a great audition to be the Chargers' next head coach. I mean, how do you not buy it? I mean, you look at the results, and the results are beautiful. I mean, you got Jared Goff throwing five touchdowns and zero interceptions, a 134.6 rating, which is spectacular. And, oh, no, it's not just that. The running game, phenomenal as well. Jameer Gibbs, 11 carries, 100 yards, 9.1 yards per carry. Yeah, that'll play. Also, two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. Oh, by the way, the other running back, 70, 17 for 85, and that's five yards a carry. That is yeah. a thing of beauty, and that's, that's the one balance. thing we've talked about with Ben Johnson. Balance. The balance is always there, and yes, Obviously, we know the Lions have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, yeah. and that does allow you to be very, very balanced. But, you know, he's the one of the coordinators that help put that group together. So you have to, you know, kind of factor that in. But the receiving aspect also, Amon Ross St. Brown, the number one wide receiver, getting featured seven for 112 in a touchdown. And Sam Laporta, one of the guys that I was very, very high on before the season started, he shined five for 56 and three receiving touchdowns that was a dominant performance that he put up over the denver broncos and yes if that is the guy that's putting his hat in the ring how could you not be impressed by that performance yeah i was super impressed with it and i get it you know i was also impressed with the fact that he had opportunities to come and be a head coach last season and decided to turn them down because he didn't feel like he was ready for it at that point. So I feel like that gives him a little bit more trust if he does decide to enter the cycle this year that, hey, he feels like he's really ready for it. He's kind of geared up for having this opportunity, knowing the options that he had to him last season. But yeah, I mean, yeah. he torched a, a Broncos defense that had been very good as the Chargers found out when they played against them, right? Yeah. He put up 42 points on him. They scored a touchdown on five straight drives. The Broncos defense had allowed 22 points or less in eight straight games leading wow. into that one and that was you know playing teams like the bills playing they teams like the chiefs up. yeah and they absolutely torched that i mean the chargers even before justin herbert went out were getting absolutely destroyed by this broncos defense right yep and they also torched the chargers for 41 points as we all remember like yeah. that game was i think the biggest undressing of a brandon staley led defense I mean, before the 63 point performance you know but like that game was back and forth the the Lions had to score, right? And and yeah. they finished with the ball too. But like yep. I think it, there's a common theme of balance here because that's with with the general manager as well. Yeah. When's the last time we saw a general manager put a team together that was good offensively and defensively, right? It's been a very, very long time. Probably We're not gonna talk about that one year. Yeah, no, I mean it, it, yeah, two thousand and eighteen is probably the next closest thing, right? You know, twelve yeah. and four. Definitely that one. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. You, you're referring to 2010 when they had the best offense, best defense, didn't make the playoffs because their special teams were so bad. Yeah. But it, finding the balance. Ben Johnson is showing you that, right? And, and I yeah. think, it, it, you know, hey, it's Harbaugh number one for me right now. That's where I'm Same. at. Yep. But Ben Johnson is still very much a realistic option for me. I mean, Justin Herbert's never had an offensive-minded head coach. He just hasn't, right? That, yeah. That's not But he's had either at the really at the collegiate level at all or at the NFL level, most importantly. Anthony Lynn was not that guy. Obviously, Brandon Staley wasn't that guy. And don't let Mike McCoy scare you away from Ben Johnson because guess what? Mike McCoy was standing next to Peyton Manning when he had all those good seasons, whereas Ben Johnson's standing next to Jared Goff and has multiple years in the same role, not a one-hit wonder. 
like we saw from Brandon Steely. Then you look around the league, and then, you know, Dan Quinn, another guy that's been linked to the Chargers, feels like a guy the Chargers would go after, even though wouldn't be my top choice. Didn't go so well for him, David, going up against the Bills. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen didn't have a great day. He was only 7 for 15. But when you run for 266 yards on the ground, your quarterback doesn't really have to throw ball the ball very very yeah, often. Exactly. James Cook, twenty five carries, one hundred and seventy nine yards and a touchdown. And oh, by the way, two receptions for forty eight yards and another touchdown. Unreal production on the ground. I mean, I don't yeah. know very many times I've seen a football game where they've run the ball almost fifty times. But I mean, when you're getting that type of production, and also like the weather wasn't a huge factor in this one. They were just getting whatever they wanted on the ground. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And yeah, Dan Quinn did not have any answers for that running game whatsoever and didn't really have a passing game to have to contend with, but could not get any stops. And this was, you know, a Cowboys team that had been pretty dominant. I mean, they're one of the better teams in, in the NFC and, you know, the, the middle of the pack bills just beat the brakes off of them. Yeah, the Bills are turning it around just in time to play the Chargers on Saturday, December 23rd. That is going to be a bloodbath. But let's talk about, I mean, Dan Quinn, it's hard to argue at all with what he's been able to do with that Cowboys defense, not just for one year, right? For three seasons. Overall, yeah. Also very attractive to potentially get that secondary coach, Al Harris, who's been the best secondary coach in the league and has a ton of players that are playing their best ball under him. Yeah, it seems like he has a guy who has six interceptions or more every year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and that's all attractive, you know, if they didn't just make him their DC after that. But like, the other thing is, is after the Probably Super Bowl would. run, it seemed like things kind of flamed out in Atlanta with Dan Quinn. And, and I just don't know if just re, retread for the sake of experience is always the right move. And I no. think that you also would have to kind of battle with the fact that you get a coach that has a more embarrassing playoff blown lead than Brandon Staley does. 28 to three. I'll leave it at that. But oh, let's get to yeah. the next buy or sell here, David. <laughs> There's a, I mean, that's the one, right? Yeah, but that's the one. I brought up Dan Quinn because this buy or sell here, I think it has a lot to do with it. It's this. There's a chance that Chargers offensive coordinator Kellen Moore sticks around. Yeah, I'm going to buy that. I mean, I actually think there is a chance that Kellen Moore sticks around. And I think we see that a little bit just because of who the Chargers decided to go with with their interim head coach. It's a guy who's not really the offensive coordinator nor defensive coordinator, just a man that's highly respected in the building with Giff Smith. Because the interim coach is... That's basically a death sentence to a certain right. extent, right? It is. You're probably not going to stick around with the team unless you get the head coaching job. Absolutely, and and honestly, like uh, we we talked about it earlier, the 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 fact that Justin Herbert has been through so many different head coaches, so many different offensive coordinators, trying to keep somebody around to try to establish some continuity is not a bad business practice. This is something that I would like to see. Now, obviously, Kellen Moore has not been without his faults. I mean, there's been clear downfalls in his offensive approaches, the lack of running running game, the, the, the protection breakdowns in the most critical moments. There's been some things that are, are definitely, you know, been off. But we got to remember, this is year one for Kellen Moore. We would like to probably try to establish a little bit more of rapport, have some more time. But, yeah, I think there is a legitimate chance that he would be able to stay as offensive coordinator. 
And the most likely way it happens is if the Chargers go for Dan Quinn. And also, Kellen Moore doesn't try to leave for a different job, right? Because he could yeah. try to jump ship right after the season. The way Very, very much so. He could get, you know, head coaching opportunities of his own, according, you know, some people think. So, like, if Dan Quinn is the next head coach, he's very familiar with Kellen Moore from their time together in Dallas, right? You give Justin Herbert that continuity. But, like, let's be honest. Like, the running game and the protections have been bad all season. In the biggest moments, both of those things have failed them. And also, whereas Ben Johnson's been doing it with Jared Goff, we saw Kellen Moore doing a lot of what he did with Dak Prescott, who's you know better than Jared Goff, you'd say. <laughs> they weren't, not on Sunday, but for the most part, better than Jared Goff. But I think it, it's interesting, too, because back in 2021, when the Chargers hired Brandon Staley, they didn't fire Shane Steichen right away. They, they liked him internally, according to Tom Pelissero, as a strong internal option to continue being the Chargers offensive coordinator because Justin Herbert had, you know, one of the best rookie seasons that we've ever seen. So it's not totally out of the question that Chargers would try to package that. I don't want to see it, though. I, I give whoever, you know, the next head coaches, give them their their choice. Let them build it the way they want to build it. Don't keep them around just to keep them around. Don't force that on the next head coach because I think then you're already committing a fatal flaw and a cardinal sin as far as getting the best option because I think you'd be – crossing off a few names right away if you say hey this job comes with kellen moore but i think the biggest problem for this team and one of the biggest failures by the general manager over the last 10 plus seasons almost 11 seasons is the way that they've built this roster and once again you have a year where david do any of the chargers players in a contract year right now have they actually earned another contract with the team we're going to get into that coming up right after this First, though, I do need to tell you guys about FanDuel because as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins, and the app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And they have great promotions going on all the time, like their same-game parlay. If you want to go with the same, same game parlay as former NFL player Darius Butler, you can do that four-legger tonight on Monday Night Football. If the Eagles score more than 22 and a half points, Dallas Goddard more than four receptions, DK Metcalf 60 receiving yards, and a Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown, which feels like it happens every single game. You can get that at plus 588. So make sure you guys check out the promotions going on on FanDuel right now and visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, David, it's time to get into where the Chargers kind of have gone wrong and also just, you know, why this team is having the struggles that they are. And that's a lot of things happening, coming together in some sort of crazy nightmarish tornado. But it's easy to see kind of how we got there when you look a little deeper into things, especially with the players that you were kind of expecting big seasons from the contract year players, because that's yeah. what, you know, we've seen time and time again. And the problem is, is too often, more often than not, at least, the Chargers don't have anyone they feel good about, so it feels like they have to go re-sign these players. I don't know if we're going to have the same problems with this year's crop of you know upcoming free agents, but I do want to tell everyone that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you, covering all the top sports 24-7 with the local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. David, this is the buy or sell. None of the Chargers' upcoming free agents have earned another contract with the team. 
Yeah, this is the easy one for me, and I'm buying it Ooh. as much as it, as, it, as it might surprise some people. Just looking at looking down the list of these guys, uh, there's not one guy on on this list to me that you can point out and tell and you can tell me that they've earned a new contract. Michael Davis, definitely not. He's given up nine touchdowns this season. Austin Johnson, a guy who's brought in to be a run stopper, has a 44.9 run defensive grade. No thanks, absolutely not. Austin Eckler, his fall from grace has been spectacular. I well mean, documented. He had yeah. 18 touchdowns last year. He's sitting at six this year. So it's just a tremendous difference. Even, I mean, I think the guy that's maybe just the, the closest, he's had a, a pedestrian year. That's Gerald Everett. Only 39 receptions for 334 yards and three touchdowns. Kenneth Murray, you know, the Chargers don't re-sign linebackers, so that's a moot point. You don't even really need to have that conversation. But no, I don't think anybody on this list has earned a contract extension with the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, Gerald Everett's an interesting one. He's one of those guys that it always feels like he's never quite living up to his own potential. Yeah. Like, he always feels like he's underutilized. And I feel like we would all agree that, like, when you think about Gerald Everett, you think, hey, I like when the ball is in his hand. If I like do, yeah. I like watching him play. Every time, right? Like, yeah. I think that the closest one, though, David, would probably be Alohi Gilman. Alohi yeah. Gilman has had his best season yet. Like I And, like, so I guess I'd buy from that sense. Problem is the Chargers don't have any money to spend on it regardless, right? That's but true. Th I think with Alohi Gilman, the other thing you're getting to, it's like at this point, it feels like Derwin James – where he is easily the most impactful, pretty much the only place he's having an impact at all is close to the line of scrimmage, yeah, which is also where Alohi yeah. Gilman plays his best football, right? So it's like yeah. it's kind of redundant from that standpoint. And even though he's playing better than Derwin James has this season, they already paid Derwin. They already paid him. Money. It's done, right? And yeah. I think that's where some of the actual systemic failure has come from with this team is just, is just. They never have the players that can take over. You know, we'll see about in Easton Stick. He's still kind of auditioning down the last three games of the season. If he can, you know, stop turning the ball over at such a rapid pace, it feels yeah. like there is something there. But that's always kind of been the Easton Stick experience. The problem is, though, with this team, they never have players that can take over. If you look at it, no clear backup for Austin Eckler. You don't have a tight end of the future. You don't have a corner, even with as bad as Michael Davis has played, four touchdowns allowed just over the last three games, yeah. right? Because you don't know really much about Jasir Taylor, who kind of failed in the starting role, and Dean Leonard, who's had a couple of starts. JT Woods has been bad in limited reps, and we haven't seen him for big parts of the season. Like, the Chargers don't have those players that you're hoping, hey, if you get developmental players, they need to develop by the time some of these other guys are leaving. Yeah, I mean the, the, that's that's just the thing. There, there's really no quality contingency plans, you know, at, at, at any of these positions. I don't know if you feel no. really good about any of them. Uh, I think you know in the cornerback group, I think you've seen some decent things from Asante Samuel Jr. But besides that, I think you know some maybe some that's flashes one from corner, Dean Leonard. You, you, uh, you have to play yeah. three corners. That no, are yeah, high clip. You know, yeah, so like you absolutely, have maybe one corner you feel good about. And who's manning those other two spots next year? Yeah, uh, who knows? I, I don't think I don't even think the Chargers know at this point. I don't know I mean, if they're I, on the roster. I yeah, mean. defensive line group. Maybe you feel good about Otito Abonia. I think you know in in some limited snaps this year he, he's played pretty well. Sure, but yeah, I mean he should be playing over Austin Johnson right now. Right, right now, Dayon yeah. Henley over like in, in place of Kenneth Murray is the hard one because even yeah. when Kenneth Murray's not playing right now, right, it's not Dayon Henley that's getting yeah. on the field defensively. So you have no idea. As wrong as that may be, but you know, I think you like what Dayon Henley brings to the table as far as just his raw athletic ability and you know some of the things that you've seen 
you know, in the preseason and some limited snaps. I'm obviously being a core, you know, special teamer this year. You just haven't really got to see what he's able to bring to the table on defense. So you can't really feel good about that either. Although, you know, you like the athletic profile that still has to, you know, the potential doesn't matter unless you go on the field and put that potential into production. So, you know, you just don't know. I mean, you look at up and down these positions, several very key, very important, you know, positions the chargers are going to have to address and, you know, they're going to have to, you know, look at the bargain bin and they're going to have to be really, really good at drafting these replacements. And some of these are going to have to use high picks to do it. And that's the thing. There's not enough picks to fill all the holes on this team. There's not enough picks this year. I think that's why trading back will be such an alluring option. And yeah. you have potentially a new general manager who's actually willing to trade back. I Please. think having some new draft <laughs> philosophies in that sense. Because that's the thing, right? That's the failure of the GM. Super top-heavy rosters, right? Yeah. Tom Telesco tried to bargain Ben Shop for three straight seasons to find a running back that could succeed Austin Eckler when his time was up. Failed, right? Like, none of those guys have done anything so far. And I think that's such a big part of this next hiring process. And another huge important part of it is finding the right combination of general manager and coaching staff that can develop these players. Because I'm sure if you ask Tom Telesco in an honest moment, he said, hey, I got the guys with talent. They weren't developed. And if you ask Brandon Staley, he told you all season, ah, the game plans are good. The dudes yeah. that you put together on this team are not executing, right? So it's about finding that combination of having a general manager that has the foresight looking forward to try to get some of these positions filled before it becomes dangerous red zone sound all of the alarms because that's what it's been like the amount of drafts the Chargers have gone into where they obviously have to pick someone in the first round they obviously have to pick someone on day one or two because they have obvious starting holes at those positions felt like every season right yeah. find someone that's not going to let it get to that find someone that's going to be able to build and help develop these young players so you have guys that can contribute up and down the draft which is just something that has eluded Tom Telesco through his whole career because like I said too many strikeouts and the players that he brought in with talent, those guys didn't develop for one reason or another. So getting a coaching staff that can develop and finding a general manager that has the foresight to put the team together and a much more stable, much more, you know, less well-rounded roster, right? Just more consistent, not such a top heavy roster because this team's had stars, but all the guys in between have been a lot of the reason the chargers have never been able to get to where they want to get to. So huge, huge part of this Chargers franchise, huge altering, you know, franchise altering decisions on the horizon. And these are all the things they have to think about when they make those choices. But that's going to wrap things up for today. We didn't get into a Chargers mailbag last week, so we want to give you guys that tomorrow. Make sure you hit us up at Locked On LAC. We will put out a questions post so you can get your question in on there. You can put it in the YouTube comments or you can call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. If you leave a 30-second Chargers question, I'm sure you guys have a lot of them right now. It's likely to get on the show. So call into the show, right into the show. Make sure you guys participate because tomorrow is about you. But until then, to make sure you don't miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find us on our social media at Lockdown LAC on Twitter, at Lockdown Chargers on Instagram, and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. But make sure you guys are back here tomorrow as we get into this monumental kind of moment that is upon us as Chargers fans as we see the Chargers kind of leap into this new era. But until then... Take it easy and go Bolts.